0: Kind World is sponsored by American Public Media, presenting the podcast The Slowdown. The Slowdown offers five minutes of calm every weekday. One of the most celebrated poets of our time, host Tracy K. Smith, provides insight and poetry that offers a few moments of reflection. Listen to The Slowdown wherever you get your podcasts. Check out Business Casual, a new podcast by Morning Brew. Every week, host Kinsey Grant breaks down the biggest stories in business with the biggest names in business. They're diving into everything from the economics of influencer marketing and the booming fitness industry to the myth that is work-life balance and the ins and outs of M&A. Listen to Business Casual wherever you get your podcasts. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston.
1: Welcome to Kind World. I'm Yasmin Amr. And I'm Andrea Aswahe. Now, we're officially on
0: break. We're working on some great stories for our new season, which starts in October. But today, we have a special bonus episode for you.
1: Yep, and fall is just around the corner, and it's hard to believe it's already August.
0: I know. Tell me about it. Thankfully, there's still
1: time to do all sorts of fun summer things. It's been all weekend staycations and backyard barbecues for me, and I've loved every minute of it. But, Andrea, you have a big trip coming up!
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to my trip to Scotland, especially since I'm a huge Outlander fan. You got me obsessed with that show. I can't wait. I mean, for many people, summer is a time to unwind— But I want to tell you about one girl who spends her time off doing really special things for other people. Her name is Ruby Kate Chitsey, and she's from Harrison, Arkansas. Ruby's a cheerful, thoughtful 11-year-old, but she had a hard time back in elementary school. Her mom, Amanda, thinks it's because Ruby isn't interested in the same kinds of things as her classmates.
2: And Ruby doesn't fit into that square box. I mean, she is not a dancer. She is not into pageantry. She doesn't... um She doesn't do sports. Um, And if you don't do those things in rural Arkansas, you are really left
1: out. Oh, I totally get it. Sports and pageants were also huge in rural North Carolina where I grew up. And yeah, I didn't do any of those things either. But what does Ruby like to do?
0: Well, instead, Ruby likes to watch YouTube videos. And she likes to make slime.
1: Slime? You mean like that goop we used to make in middle school using glue? Yeah. Oh, man.
0: And another thing Ruby likes to do in the summer is help out her mom, Amanda, at work. Amanda's a nurse practitioner who cares for residents in five local nursing homes. And Ruby tags along during school breaks. Even though she and the residents are decades apart in age, Ruby says she loves spending time with them. She likes doing arts and craft projects and just talking to them
2: talk about like what they've been doing, what's been going on, like what's one crazy thing you saw this week. Sometimes they tell jokes, sometimes they can get really serious or really sad.
0: One day last year, Ruby noticed that a resident named Pearl was looking out the window and she looked really upset.
2: And I asked her what she was looking at and She said that her dog had just left and she didn't know the next time that she would see it. And that made me and my mom super sad. And we had to find out why she was afraid or sad that she wouldn't see her dog again.
1: So what did they find out? Well, it turns out that
0: Pearl just couldn't afford to have someone take care of her dog. She didn't have any family after her husband died, so her dog was basically homeless. Pearl's neighbor, who's an elderly woman, did her best to take care of it. You know, she fed it and brought it to the nursing home a couple times, but nothing consistent. It was just too financially and logistically difficult. So Amanda and Ruby did some more digging, and they found out that Pearl only gets $40 a month for incidentals. That's things like a haircut or whatever else she wants to spend it on. $40 is all that's left from her Medicaid check. That just wasn't enough to cover the cost of a dog sitter. Ruby and Amanda found out that some of the residents don't even get that. So many don't have money for those extra things that were really crucial to their lives.
1: It sounds like Ruby was really affected
0: by Pearl's story. Yeah, she was. And she wanted to find a way to help the residents get what they wanted. So she got out an old notebook and wrote down a question. What are
1: three things you wish you had? I mean, that's a nice thing to ask, but it's also kind of broad. I would guess that some of the answers are things like we would all want, like a trip around the world or something.
0: Yeah, Amanda thought the same thing. She was pretty skeptical at first. She remembers trying to convince Ruby to change her question because she thought it wouldn't lead to anything feasible or even possible.
2: In my adult mind, that question is not going to work. You know, you're going to need to change that question because they're going to tell you that they want, you know, things you can't give them. And um, you can see in the journal where I I tried three times to mark out her question. And she left, and she did not change her question.
0: Ruby decided to press on. She started going door-to-door at the nursing home, asking residents what their three wishes were, and writing them down in her notebook. When Amanda saw what she wrote, she was shocked.
2: They wanted French fries and they wanted, you know, pants that fit and they just wanted a razor and I mean it was oh my gosh, it was oh it was terrible.
1: You're right. Definitely not what I was expecting to hear. Yeah, instead of these big
0: life changing requests, these were small things. New pillows, books, peanut butter, things that would bring a little happiness to their lives. Amanda says it was very humbling.
2: I thought I was really good at what I did for a living. Um, but and I was really good at, at treating colds and pain and, and, and diabetes and hypertension, but I was I was really terrible at, at looking at their joy. But, you know, she changed that for me, and that notebook totally changed my career. Um, and I've never been the same since then.
1: You know, I really love that, the idea of creating joy as part of her job. It's an especially important reminder for a caretaker.
0: Yeah, and Ruby and Amanda bought... All the things off the first list. And that started a chain reaction of generosity and kindness. They launched a GoFundMe page to raise money to fulfill more wishes. Soon, Ruby's story went viral. Now she's raised more than $250,000 and founded her nonprofit, Three Wishes for Ruby's Residents.
1: Wait, did you just say $250,000 as in a quarter of a million dollars? Yeah, I
0: know. It's huge. But Ruby and her mom and her nonprofit are soliciting wishes for residents in their small town and expanding. They're using all that money that they've raised to buy small things like strawberries and bigger things like TVs and cell phones. They even had someone donate an electric wheelchair. And Ruby has even higher hopes for the future of Three Wishes.
2: I'd like it to go on forever and ever and ever because, like, I just want it to go bigger and, like, I want it to go around the states and even in different countries.
0: Now, Ruby says she's gained confidence after finding her own passion, and it's not chasing after pageant crowns or sports trophies. It's bringing joy and kindness to those who need it. If you want to learn more about Ruby and her organization, check out their website at 3wishes.global. That's the number 3wishes.global. They're also on Facebook. Just search for 3 Wishes for Ruby's residents.
1: Kind World is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Vikis and Matt Reed do our sound design. Sabrina Delmonico is our intern, and she produced this special episode on Three Wishes for Ruby's residents. And Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm reporter and producer Yasmin Amr.
0: And I'm reporter and producer Andrea Aswahi. Full episodes of Kind World will return this fall. But in the meantime, we'll be dropping more bonus episodes in your podcast feed. So, be sure to hit that subscribe button.
1: And we want to hear your story of kindness. Send us an email, kindworldwbur.org, or find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wburkindworld. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. In San Diego and Tijuana, where I live, there's already a big wall. But it's not just a barrier. Here, we have a church that meets at the actual border fence. On the Mexico side, we have people
0: visiting their friends, their relatives from the U.S. side.
1: And this ability to experience the blend of two worlds, it inspires us.
2: Being in a place where I can cross a line and be in a world that is profoundly different from the one that I woke up in makes the synapses in my brain go off on a level that I really enjoy and I want to take advantage of as much as possible.
1: I'm Alan Lilienthal, host of Only Here, a sonic exploration of life at the U.S.-Mexico border. Get Only Here on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.